Pastor Ed Taylor contrasting how we so often see ourselves with how God sees us in Christ. I look back at Ed Taylor's life and I see failure. God, the Father, sees Jesus Christ. I look back and I say, oh, I've blown it there. And the Father says, but you have faith in my son, Jesus Christ. Yes, I do. Then I see you as righteous and beautiful and holy and whole. It's awesome. This is amazing grace. If value is determined by the cost someone is willing to pay, what does that say about our value if to redeem us, it costs the very life of the Son of God? And if someone paid a debt you owed but could never pay, how grateful would you be? Ponder over that with us today on Abounding Grace. The book of Romans describes our salvation and how we're made right before God. Because of what Jesus did for us, we are not just forgiven, but also declared righteous. I should add, at great cost to God, there is nothing that compares to it. Here now to answer the question, what is justification, is Pastor Ed Taylor in Romans 3. Well, we are studying through Romans verse by verse and chapter by chapter. And as you've noticed, it is taking us some time because we don't want to go too fast. And Romans is one of those books in the Bible that is full of what we could call heavy doctrine. Don't be afraid of the word doctrine. The word simply means teaching. And the Bible says it gives us sound doctrine, which then would mean right teaching. Because in order to live a life that pleases Jesus Christ, you and I need to receive the right teaching so that we hold to the right beliefs and then live out the right behavior. It doesn't happen any other way. You really can't fake the Christian life. And you might be here today and go, wait a minute, Ed. I've done a pretty good job of faking the Christian life for a long time. Well, listen, you're only faking yourself. Because your relationship with Jesus Christ is not a religion. So that you can't summarize, well, I've made my show at church. I've done my duty before the people that see me. Therefore, I'm a good Christian. Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is a person, Jesus Christ. And so with that, a relationship with the person of Jesus Christ, then you take and I take upon myself the name Christian. And it's a great privilege to be a Christian, to carry the name of Jesus Christ, to live for him and not for myself, to bring good to this world and not bad. But Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is built upon Jesus Christ and sound doctrine. But you know that the Bible predicts a time? Well, Paul tells young Timothy, listen, you can jot it down. And by the way, if you aren't one normally to take notes on a study like this would be a good time to start because the doctrine of justification is so important to your Christian life. And you might want to jot a few things down to absorb them, to take them in, to look at down the road, maybe this afternoon or this week, but you can jot this down. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 says, the time will come where they will not endure sound doctrine. It requires an endurance in your life to receive sound doctrine. 
It's not enough for us as a church to go from series to series to series about how to manage your finances and how to have a good marriage and how to be a happy person. You know why? Because those things in and of themselves will not be the foundation on which you will build your life. You need to build your life on the rock, Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians tells us there is no other name, there is no other foundation upon which one can build but the foundation of Jesus Christ. So there'll be times here from this pulpit that you will endure sound doctrine. But sound doctrine will then lead to the right beliefs. And with the right beliefs, guys, you can have the right behavior, the right life. So that when the storms of life come, in your, come to you, you'll be able to stand strong. The reality is, is that storms come to all of our lives. Every one of us face various storms. And the interesting thing about storms is that they reveal a lot about the person. Do you know that? Storms don't create things in your life. Say, for instance, you're going along, da, 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 great, things are great. A storm comes into your life, and all of this junk comes out of your mouth and on your mind, and now you're mad and you're frustrated. Do you know that was always in your heart? The storms just revealed it. And so you can embrace storms in the sense that God's going to use them to cleanse you. So, oh, this stinking storm wouldn't have come, and blah, 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 Man, that was in your heart? No, it wasn't in my heart. I'm just thinking it right now. No. Mm-mm. It was in your heart. Would you flip over to Matthew chapter 7? I know I asked you to open Romans 3, but look at Matthew chapter 7 for a second. Gain this background as we jump into this glorious section of Romans. I love it. And so here at Calvary Chapel, we're not going to dumb down the truths for you. We're not going to sidestep the difficult issues. We really want to give you sound doctrine. And therefore, we're committed to teach through the Bible, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, so that you might receive all that God has for you. And when we get to the sections that speak to your marriage, we're going to teach you on marriage. And when we get to the sections that teach and speak about money, then we're going to teach you about being a good steward of the resources God has given you. And when there are sections of how to live a life as a single person, then we're going to teach you on how to live a life as a single person. But remember, the entirety of the scriptures point not to us and our comfort. Do you know the Bible is not about you? The Bible is about God and his great love and mercy for you. And that when you draw yourself into a relationship with him, while you come, become engrossed in the word of God, because it all surrounds the glorious love and grace of Jesus Christ. I mean, it just opens up everything about God's word. Well, as Jesus is sharing the Sermon on the Mount, he ends with these final exhortation. And he says in verse 24, Matthew chapter 7, he says this, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them. You might just want to mark those two words, does them. Because it's not enough to hear, is it? Don't ever mistake hearing for doing. Don't ever mistake sitting in the company of believers listening to a Bible study is all that God is requiring of you. Hearing is just the beginning. And so Jesus says, here's the final summation of what I've shared with you. Whoever hears what I said and does them, well, this is what I'll liken him to, a wise man and who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. You ever been in a storm like that? Where the situation just kept beating you and pressing in upon you. And you wondered, when is it going to be over? When is it going to pass by? He says, if you hear God's word and you live God's word and you go through the storm, your house will not fall. That's what it says at the end of verse 25 because it was founded on the rock. The rock of Jesus Christ. The rock of sound doctrine. 
sound teaching. The right beliefs will get you through the storms in life. The life of hearing and obeying on a regular basis, that that becomes the pattern of your life, you will get through the storms in this life. Even if they do reveal a few things about you in your flesh and things that need to be left at the cross and things that need to be repented from, and it will, your life will be built on the rock when you hear and do. However, verse 26, now everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it what? Fell. And great was its fall. I emphasize the word great. Because when you look at these two men, the wise, the foolish, and you look at their houses, you measure up, and if you were in the market to buy a house, you would pick either one, because they look great on the outside. They look fantastic. They're all nicely painted. The front yards are beautiful. The windows are in place. The roofs are brand new. You look at them and you say, either one of these houses would be good for me. But then you would hire somebody to do an inspection, wouldn't you? You weren't just going to take the house on face value, would you? You'd hire somebody. So would you check this house out? I mean, it looks good. And as the inspector went through and checked the attic and checked the floors and checked the walls, he then would go down to the foundation and the report would come back, this house is good, this house is not so good. The problem is perhaps you fell in love with the house that was built on the sand and you really want it. It's like, no, 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 it has a better kitchen. It has an extra bathroom and, and I really want it. But the inspector says, it's going to crash. It doesn't have a strong foundation. And you get to the place where you go, I don't care about the foundation. Listen, that's the Christian life for a person that says, I hear and I hear and I don't care about doing. With a bad foundation, your house is going to fall. You can guarantee it. It's going to fall. It's that way with many people. They look good outwardly. They look so strong. You have a lot of good works in your life. You go to a good church, but there's a difference. And the difference is spiritually your foundation. It's interesting just how powerful storms are because they reveal. They reveal what's in us. They reveal the foundation of our lives. A person, you and I, we are tested by the storms in life. That's when the test comes. That's when the heat is on. And God says, okay, where is your life? Have you been following me? Have you been obeying me? What, what is it about your foundation? If you want to see what a person's made of, watch them when the pressure's on, when they're stuck and there's no way out. No human endeavor can release them from what they're in. That's will show you the foundation of their life. Storms reveal a lot about us. And if you have the wrong foundation today, great will be your fall. There's a danger for us that love the scriptures to think that hearing is the same as doing. Oh, great Bible study. I shouldn't judge. I shouldn't do that. I need to show mercy. Great Bible study. But then leave here and begin to live a life that pleases yourself or to live a life for the devil apart from the will of God. It's wise to humble ourselves and to pray for a clean heart and powerful conviction to put these things into practice. You and I, we need a sound doctrine to be the foundation of our life and steadily built upon that very foundation. And I believe there could be some here, some listening to my voice that have been building on the wrong foundation. Your house is tottering and teetering, and it's just the next storm that's going to bring a great fall. 
So what are we supposed to do when a person falls? Well, flip over to Galatians chapter 6 and I'll show you. Because there are those among us that do fall and they do stumble and their foundation isn't what it's supposed to be. And when they fall and when great is their fall, well, what are we supposed to do? I'll tell you what we're not supposed to do. We're not supposed to kick them when they're down. We're not supposed to judge them and condemn them hypocritically. Listen, Galatians chapter 6. Paul is speaking to the church in churches in Galatia that have been racked with legalism and false teachers. And a lot of people have fallen and stumbled. And he gives this instruction in verse 1. Brethren, if any man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual. He speaks to those of you that are building your house on the strong foundation. You who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. That word restore, remember, means to set a broken bone. That our hearts are to have those hearts of a doctor, a physician that wants to help heal and mend. Taking heed, lest we fall. Lest we fall on our face, lest we break under the weight of sin. We've done a Bible study in and of itself on this section. You can pull it off the web because we looked at this in depth. We studied not too long ago on a Sunday morning the heart that we're to have, the choice before us. Will we have that heart of a policeman or will we have that heart of a paramedic when we see people fall in God's grace? And so back now to Romans chapter 3. We have the doctrine before us today of justification. You see, Romans along with maybe Hebrews are those books that have heavy doctrine. And justification is a heavy doctrine, but it's a blessed doctrine. Something you want to grasp because salvation really has three parts to it if you want to jot them down. Number one, salvation looks toward our past. And in salvation, we can say that we've been saved from our past. We've been delivered from it. Psalm 40, we've been pulled out of the miry clay. We've been saved from our past. But salvation also speaks to us, number two, in our present situation, so that we can say today, those of us that have a faith in Jesus Christ, that we are saved right now. Not only are we saved from our past, but we're saved right now. We are born again. We have new life. And thirdly, salvation speaks to our future. I shall be saved. God will complete that work he has begun in my life by the power of his spirit. He will perfect, the Bible says, that which concerns me. Past, present, and future. There are three words that are used to describe this in the scriptures. One of them we're going to look at today. Throughout our study in Romans, we're going to pause at each one of them at the appropriate time. This morning is justification. So number one is justification. We have been saved from the penalty of sin. We're going to look at that today. Before God, in Jesus Christ, you are justified. It happens instantly. Christ's perfect life given to you and me. The righteousness of Jesus Christ given to you and me by faith. Then, number two, we're also saved from the power of sin. This is the word that we would look at and say sanctification. From justification, we move to sanctification. I think about Romans chapter 8, we're going to get into that, looking at that in depth. So we're saved from the power of sin, the ongoing work of God to make us more holy, taking a lifetime. It doesn't happen overnight, even though I wish it would happen overnight. Amen? Don't you wish? Oh, man, I'm right where I need to be today. But it happens over the course of a lifetime. It's a long obedience in the same direction. It's the title of a book on my shelf. 
of looking at how it is to live the Christian life. It's a long obedience in the same direction, sanctification, God's work in our lives changing us. And he changes us from the inside out. He's not just looking for an outward show. He's not just looking for, well, I've changed some of my outward behaviors. I, I don't cuss with my mouth anymore, but it's all in my head. He wants to change your head and your heart because then your mouth will change. I know sometimes Christianity is presented, just change everything about you and then come to church and you're a Christian. Listen, here's Christianity. Fall upon the cross of Jesus Christ and surrender your life and he'll change you. Isn't that cool? He'll change you. He'll change your mind and your heart by grace. Sanctification. Number three, we're also saved from the presence of sin. This is the word glorification. We'll look at this as well in Romans. Save from the very presence of sin so that one day you and I will be in the presence of Jesus Christ. We will be glorified no longer in this body of flesh. We will have new bodies in the presence of the Lord. It could happen at the rapture. It could happen when we die from this earth and translate into heaven to the very presence of Jesus Christ. But at the moment, we will be made completely right. New bodies, new everything. I mean, that is cool. Justification, if you're taking notes, is a legal term. It comes to us from the court system. And it's really a declaration. It signifies how God sees a person in Jesus Christ. Sees a man, sees a woman who's placed their faith in their son. A great way to remember this declaration is to remember the word as it sounds, justified. And you could break that down to say, just as if I never sin. Jot that down. That's how Jesus sees you. That's how the Father sees you in Jesus Christ. Just as if you never sin. That's the declaration upon your life right now. God sees you not in your own righteousness, but in that perfection of his Son. Back to Romans chapter 3 now. Let's read beginning in verse 21 through the end of the chapter. Just as if I've never sinned. Remember chapter 1, 2, and 3, the declaration, we all need forgiveness. We're all equally in need of a sa Savior. We're all touched and tainted by sin. So at the, by the point we get to verse 23, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But now the righteousness of God, verse 21, apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, which is through faith in Jesus Christ to all, and on all who believe. For there's no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that's in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth to be a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed, verse 26, to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness and that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. We would in depth on that last week. If you weren't here, pick up the study and catch up with us. Glorious truths just in that section alone. Verse 27, where is boasting then? Is it excluded? Well, by what law? Of works? No, but by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law, or is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also the God of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also, since there is one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. Do we then make void the law through faith? Certainly not. On the contrary, we establish the law. Okay, justification. A legal term, a declaration, just as if I never sinned. That's the declaration upon our lives. 
God sees you and me not in your own righteousness, your own good deeds, but in the perfection of his son. I love how Warren Wiersbe shares this story to illustrate. He says, there was a man in England who put his Rolls Royce on a boat and went across the continent to go on a vacation. And while he was driving around Europe, something happened to the motor of his car. And so he called back to Rolls Royce and said, listen, my car is broken down. I don't know what to do. What do you think I should do? Well, right away, the Rolls-Royce people flew a mechanic directly to where he was. The mechanic came to him, repaired the car, flew back to England, and the man continued his vacation. But then the man got home and he began to think, oh no, I know how much it costs when my wife's car goes into the shop and all the bills that come, and now I didn't take my car to the shop. They flew a mechanic to me. Oh man, what's the bill going to be? How much is it going to cost? And he comes to the place where a week passes and no bill comes. Two weeks pass, no bill comes. Finally, he gets to the place where he's panicking because he's wondering, how much is it really going to cost? I need to know. And so he calls the people at Rolls-Royce. He calls them and then writes a note and he says, how much is this going to cost? Because I haven't received a bill yet. And as he writes the letter, he waits a few weeks and a letter comes back from Rolls-Royce. And the office said, dear sir, there is no record anywhere in our files that anything has ever gone wrong with a Rolls Royce. <laughs> That's justification. There is no record anywhere that you have done anything wrong in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. It's not just God passing over. It's not just God saying, well, Ed, you know, you're forgiven and I'll overlook it for a while. And we'll just pretend it never happened. No, it is a righteousness that he himself gives through Jesus Christ. There is no record anywhere that Ed has sinned. And we rejoice in that because of the work of Jesus Christ. It's not because of my own righteousness. It's because of his righteousness that is now, here's another word for you to learn, imputed to me. It means it's given to me. It's imputed. It's put into my account. It is what fills my account now, not my own righteousness, but his righteousness. You see, because I look back at Ed Taylor's life and I see failure. God, the Father, sees Jesus Christ. I look back and I say, oh, I've blown it there. And the Father says, but you have faith in my son, Jesus Christ. Yes, I do. Then I see you as righteous and beautiful and holy and whole. It's awesome. Justification is God's declaration that all the demands of the law are fulfilled on behalf of the believing sinner through the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Did you hear that? Let me read it to you again. Justification is God's declaration that all the demands of the law are fulfilled on behalf of the believing sinner through the righteousness of Jesus Christ. It literally changes your judicial standing before God. And God imputes the perfect righteousness of Christ to the your account by faith and then declares you fully righteous. I mean, that can't, I don't even know words to describe how wonderful that is. That in Jesus Christ, you and I are saved. It's really hard to put into words. That's how great a salvation we've been given in Jesus. Today on Abounding Grace, we've been answering the question, what is justification? In fact, that's the title we've given Pastor Ed Taylor's message. 
You can hear What is Justification online at AboundingGraceRadio.com. And they're accessible through our app, too. Do a search for Calvary Aurora in the App Store or Google Play. Here in the month of December, we've picked out a timely resource we think you'll enjoy and get a lot out of. It would even make for a great Christmas gift. It's called The Case for Christmas. So who was in the manger that first Christmas morning? Not everyone agrees on the answer to that. If he was the divine son of God, how do you know for sure? Well, Lee Strobel investigates in The Case for Christmas, and we'll send it to you when you support Abounding Grace with a gift of $25 or more today. Please make your request by phone at 877-30-GRACE. Please remember that it's through your support that we're able to bring Abounding Grace to your radio station every day. With your help, countless thousands of people are hearing the truth of God's Word all over the nation and world. We can be reached toll-free at 877-30-GRACE, or you can make a donation online at AboundingGraceRadio.com. Tomorrow on Abounding Grace, we'll again talk about justification and what it is. And Pastor Ed Taylor will cover more ground in Romans 3. This is amazing grace. Abounding Grace is brought to you by Calvary Church Colorado here in Aurora.